Fantasy Baseball today. Welcome to the show, everybody. Adam Azer, Scott White, Heath Cummings. Going to have some fun today. We're going to get your lineup set for the next, the upcoming fantasy scoring period. I say that because I don't remember if it's week 17 or 18, and it doesn't really matter. So, uh, no. yeah, right? It doesn't matter. Who cares? It's almost yeah. it's almost playoff time. It's crunch time right now. Ah, yeah. Fired up. Oh, yeah. I am super excited about that because all of my head-to-head teams are terrible. They're not all terrible. It's so strange how you can be uh, some just two different formats, such a different success story this season. But it's okay. Is that fluky, or is that you know, is there a reason for it? Uh, it's possible that my uh, I don't. I think there's a reason for it. What do you think it is? I wasn't as excited about getting good pitchers early as you guys were, and. Well, you had to be more excited than Chris. I was more excited than Chris. <laughs> but in Roto and Categories Leagues both, I went pretty heavy on relievers. And it's okay to take a bunch of good hitters and then not take as many top pitchers in Roto if because you, you can stack those relievers. Yeah. And that's worked for me this year. Yeah. It's, it's hard to overcome in a points league. And I drafted a lot of David Price and Carlos Rodon in points leagues. And it's been tough to dig out of those holes. Well, you know, maybe you should make a sports trade. But sports yep. trades are scary. One person can be replaced by another, exchanged for money, or given away for a hypothetical future person. And once they leave your team, you can't like them anymore, even if you have their jersey, which you can't wear anymore. Except at B-dubs, they won't judge, but others might. Buffalo Wild Wings, wings, beer, sports. What's up, Scott? Hey, Adam. All right. How you doing? I'm feeling good right now, but, you know, we're going to talk about Lucas Duda. We're going to talk about uh, Double Dongs, some interesting stuff. Is Kyle Schwarber back? Is Ryan Zimmerman back? I'll tell you where he's uh, where he's ranked since his hot start at first base. The Nationals back to back to back to back. And then an out and then another back, right? Five home runs in an inning? Well, they have four in a row. Yeah, five in an I inning. I think it was the eighth time in Major League history there had been four home runs, four consecutive home runs like that. Yeah, no, but I think they set an MLB record. I know they hit five in the inning, and I'm pretty sure that was okay. a baseball okay. record, yeah. yeah. Um, tell me something important that happened yesterday, Scott White. The Nationals hit back-to-back-to-back-to-back. To back <laughs> to back. Um, you know, Kyle Schwarber's two-homer game, I was surprised, because I feel like Kyle Schwarber's done nothing since he came back. He He hit two home runs, and he tripled yesterday. Uh, and actually heading into that game, so not even counting that performance, in 14 games he had hit 239 with three home runs and an 840 OPS, which isn't, isn't so bad. I mean, we want him to be better than that, of course, but it wasn't as bad as I imagined it being. It was actually pretty close to his career numbers prior to this season. So I'm hoping this performance Thursday is the start of a hot streak and because there's still, there's still a lot to like about Kyle Schwarber. Okay, he's 82% owned. I dropped him. And Understandable. In, yeah, in a three outfielder league. Three I, outfielder league, if he's not eligible, a catcher. Right. It's hard to justify keeping him around, but, you know, it may change. I mean, if he has a big weekend, even if he has a big game today, I think it's worth rushing back to pick him up. Well, I had more or less given up hope on Schwarber gaining catcher eligibility. He's two appearances away. It could happen, but, you know. I decided, let's cut bait. Got to win now. Um, Heath, tell me something that ha- important that happened yesterday. I don't know how important this is, but it's a way for me to weave a, a tale. So, uh, Jose Abreu double-donged yes. yesterday. And I struggled. I wrote the Roto trade chart yesterday. It's on CBSSports.com, the penultimate rotisserie trade chart of the season. Ooh, I like that word, penultimate. It's a good one. Thank you. Um and I had dropped Miguel Cabrera, not at first base, but I just dropped him in the overall rankings to lower his value because I'm a little slightly more concerned than I was. I still have him as a top 10 first baseman. But I dropped him to directly above Jose Abreu. 
and I don't know that I wouldn't rather have Abreu rest of season than Cabrera. Abreu is now the number seven first baseman in points leagues this year and has outscored Miggy by 101 fantasy points this season. <laughs> Yeah, I th- I thought he was number six, but is he number seven? That that might that might be. Weird. He's actually like thirteenth or something in Roto. It's weird. Why is Abreu so much better in points than Roto this year? He's on pace for almost forty-five doubles. He's got the second most doubles at the position, and he is just barely on pace. If he plays one hundred and fifty-five games, which is you know pretty fair for Abreu, it's kind of what he's been around. Uh, he'll he'll pro- he's right around a hundred RBIs, which would be a hundred RBIs in four straight years. Yeah. So Abreu just having his typical Jose Abreu year, except with more doubles. Scott, Abreu or Miggy? I have Miggy one spot ahead of Abreu like Heath, but this is something I've wrestled with for a while too. I, I think, I think the difference for me is just upside. Like this is, this is as good as Abreu is going to get, right? And it's, it's great. You like starting it. Yeah. I mean, awesome. I mean, Miguel Cabrera could turn around and perform like a first rounder the rest of the way. So I'd hate to give up on that. I think there are a lot of, I think there's still like a, a a line there between the two when you're talking about upside, and then below Abreu, there's a lot of players with similar upside to him. All right, so more on the double dongers uh, in a little bit. I'm just gonna tell you right now, spoiler alert: we're playing Fantasy Feud later. All right, Woo-hoo! yeah, I knew you, you guys would that like that. Enough. A Friday treat. Uh, you know what else is a Friday treat when there are only eight games on Thursday? It allows us to play Fantasy Feud later. News and notes. The Rays acquired Lucas Duda for minor league pitcher Drew Smith. Duda is 28% owned, having a respectable year, 879 OPS, a little bit cold. Only one uh, extra base hit. It's a double in his last six games. But his home road splits consistently better at home than on the road. Value, uh, you know, over the last few years. Value up, down, or the same for Lucas Duda? Probably, probably down a little. Yep. Because that's, that's a... I, I think, I think there might be increased concerns over his playing time. Cause what this means now is obviously Logan Morrison is already there. Duda is going to have to be a full-time DH. So Corey Dickerson has to be a full-time left fielder. And I don't know if that's going to happen. I think Dickerson will shift over to DH sometime still. I would assume Duda's not going to play against lefties. There's good reason to believe that, too. And do you think Dominic Smith will get the call for the Mets, get called up? I was just reading an article about that before the show, and Terry Collins seems like he knows about as much as we do on when (laughs) Dominic Smith might get called up. Basically said that he has no say in that, but he'll start him when he gets called up. I like. The Mets haven't called up Ahmed Rosario yet. I don't know why we would think they're going to call up Dominic Smith. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of writers suggesting Ahmed Rosario is going to get up, get called up right after the All Star break, which would go along with the narrative what we heard about as Drupal Cabrera and them trying to trade him. Trade before deadline. calling up trade right. deadline. Yeah, right, break, right? Trade yes, that's okay. what I meant. Sorry. Um, and I saw I saw somebody say it sounds like Ahmed Rosario will happen before Dominic Smith. I think Dominic Smith is going to happen this year. It may be a September call-up situation. And as deep as first base is, I don't know that mixed league owners, standard mixed league owners really need to be... Um, you you know, I, I want to apologize to the listeners right now. Scott is trying to slow play Dominic Smith. He's been trying to trade for him for two years from me in the in the our Dynasty League. And we're getting close to a deal, and he just doesn't want me getting too excited about Dominic Smith <laughs> and backing out of the deal. Well, here's the here's the um, the scouting report on Dominic Smith. It, I think it's very similar to what we were saying about Josh Bell coming into the year. Um, a guy who was drafted pretty high, and there was no doubt from the beginning he was going to hit. He has hit for average. He's hit 337 at AAA this year. He's hit 303 over his minor league career. It's just, is there enough power, particularly in this landscape, for him to measure up at first base? Now, Josh Bell's come up and hit for pretty good power, better than I think a lot of people expected, but it seems to have come at the expense of batting average. Um, so he's kind of just been fringy in mixed leagues. Could Dominic Smith's probably going to be like an Eric Hosmer, right? Oh, I think probably he's a little strong. He could be like an Eric Hosmer. That's the upside. Okay, guys. So let's uh, move on. Dominic Smith, somebody to put on your radar if you need a first baseman. And uh, Ahmed Rosario, of course, 
Should be up hopefully pretty soon. Let's say August 1st. Not a lot of news and notes today, which is good, but Avi Garcia is on the DL, and the White Sox promoted a relief pitcher. His name is Aaron Bummer. What? And he gave up a home run yesterday. Bummer. Aaron Judge chipped his tooth celebrating Brett Gardner's walk-off home run, but he should be fine. He'll play tonight. He's slumping. Aaron Hicks likely going to start a rehab assignment on Monday, and Cleveland is soon going to transition from a six-man rotation to a five-man rotation. Trevor Bauer certainly did a nice job if he was auditioning last night. So you'd think Mike Tomlin would probably be out. Josh Tomlin? Josh Tomlin, yeah. yeah. I think I think Mike Tomlin still has some security. Uh, but probably. Josh Tomlin, I don't know. He's He's been better recently, too. Hmm. Kluber, I just fist pumped. It's another successful waiver wire in our AL only league, and I could not be more excited. Did you bid on Eduardo Nunez, Scott? No, I did not. I I probably wouldn't have bid a ton on him, but I I, I didn't. I got him for nine dollars. Okay, it's respectable. Really putting together. I was hoping to get another surprise Scott White waiver wire moment. Sorry, that was a letdown. <laughs> you know what's interesting? So you got Ryan Zimmerman for six bucks months ago. Yeah. Since in a mixed league, in a mixed league. Yeah, in a mixed league. Um, his last sixty-two games, he's not even a top thirty first baseman, and that yeah, is, he's been a disappointment. Yeah, that includes the is two that home counting games. yesterday? Yeah. Okay. 737 OPS for Ryan Zimmerman in his last 62 games after a 1382 OPS in his first 29 games. 13 home runs in 29 games, 9 home runs in his last 62 games, and he did hit two home runs yesterday, but what were we just saying we were, we would, oh, it was part of a trade. It was like Zimmerman and, I don't know, yesterday we did a grade the trade that involved Zimmerman. Oh, getting Joey Votto for Zimmerman and somebody. That's not that good. Um, we loved it. But, yeah, he hits two home runs yesterday. I mean, look, they did hit five in an inning. So, obviously, they, they were facing, uh, like, a reliever that was making a start. It didn't go well. I don't know. You make anything of this Ryan Zimmerman two-homer game? I mean, I was encouraged to see it after that awful stretch. I don't think, like, I, I don't think Ryan Zimmerman's just gone down the toilet here. I think there was some correction due to him, and it was lengthy, as you'd expect, and and hopefully he's back on track now. There's still a lot of reasons to believe he's a different player this year than we saw the last two, three years. That all may be true. I'm just going to make a, a controversial statement. I don't know if it's controversial. You tell me. Controversy meter. Two homer games mean absolutely nothing to me. Um, I think double dongs are fantastic. I mean, they're wonderful. But remember when Jonathan Villar had one? Like, they just mean nothing to me. They do not what? predict the future. Do they, one, do one homer go. games mean something to you? No, that was th- your last sentence salvaged the whole thing. They don't predict and the future. Obviously, two homer games do not predict the future. That I mean, uh, no. Okay. Well, dare I say, duh. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, that's fine. But like Dexter Fowler, I believe had a stretch where he homered in four straight games, and then he was garbage after that. Home runs, just in general, I just don't. It's, I mean, obviously, I care about them; they're important. But a guy goes on a little home run streak doesn't really change his value all well, that much for me. Well, look, if a guy's going to get hot, there has to be that first home run, right? Yes. And if there's a second home run, it's an even clearer indication that he's hot. Now he may not get hot, but he may. It has to. There has to be a home run at the start of it, though. Yeah. I mean, Lewis Brinson is homered in two straight games. That means something to me. And it, it, you know, it might not mean anything, but it, it meant enough for me to go pick him up. Um, okay. I'm a little less. I'm not I'm, sure. I'm a little less influenced by Kyle Schwarber. You know. Well, I mean, like I said, I want to see another big game today uh, before. Oh yeah. Yeah. I re-add him in leagues where I may have dropped him. I never. I didn't own him anywhere, so that hasn't actually happened. But hypothetically speaking. Yeah. No, I wasn't. I wasn't uh, criticizing uh, what you said about Kyle Schwarber. Just, I don't know. I like. I look at a box score. I see a two homer game. It doesn't really motivate me like it used to. It doesn't influence me as much. Home runs are just much. too cheap? Yeah. That's basically what I'm saying. Okay. Whew. Man. Screw home runs. Chicks dig the, chicks dig the triple. Let's get triple, <laughs> let's make triples trend here. Um, alright. Triples are a lot of fun. They are fun. Also, uh, Kendris Morales had a two homer game yesterday. He is 70% owned. And he's, uh, you know, he's the number 25 first baseman in points leagues, number 22 in roto. He's a useful player. 
Yeah. Now, see, this is a two homer game that didn't really have an effect on me because I don't have much hope for Morales being better than what he is. Right. And what he is is a useful player, and you know, whatever. Take him or leave him. Uh, Morales was about 20th at first base last year as well. He's a little bit worse this year. Average two points set. He actually is averaging more fantasy points per game, just barely this year, but more or less is having very similar seasons. And he's he's uh, he's a flex in a standard scoring league or a utility or a DH or something like that. Okay, that's Kendris Morales and a bad football joke. Make sure you listen to the Fantasy Football Today podcast. Please go to podcastawards.com and nominate Fantasy Football Today or Fantasy Baseball Today. To be honest with you, I prefer Fantasy Football Today, so we don't, uh, you know, so we don't steal votes. Um, but and podcast because Fantasy Baseball Today is not as good. No, it 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 sure is. I'm so <laughs> happy with the podcast this year. I I cannot thank you guys and Chris enough for delivering every day. And the listeners have been great. We've had such great feedback and great content from the listeners. I love the fact that we get our listeners very involved in the show with tweets and emails and team names and all that. I think we've had a great year. Congratulations. I will not trade any of you before the deadline. Let's go to the bullpen. Brad Hand got his fifth save. Blake trying, and they were trying to give him the job last night. But he gave up a home run and blew the save in, for Oakland. Blake Trinan is on Oakland now. Um, Santiago Garcia had to have been available. He only threw 11 pitches the night before, and he gave up three and runs. Alex Colome blew a save, uh, his fifth blown save. It wasn't really his fault. Did you guys see the run-scoring single by Gary Sanchez? Did no. not. It was strange. So he gives up a leadoff triple, Alex Colome. He gets Clint Frazier to ground out. He gets to, uh, Aaron Judge to fly out shallow right field, no sack fly. And then a pretty weak ground ball right up the middle, and they were in a shift on Gary Sanchez, and Beckham and Echeverria just kind of looked at each other. Nobody took the ball, and it just got, goes right into center field for the luckiest base hit of Gary Sanchez's career. This has been your Yankees Gamer Recap. And then they won. By the New York Tourism Board. It's more about Alex Colome. It wasn't really his fault. He should have gotten the save yesterday. And uh and Aroldis Chapman struck out four in two scoreless innings. That was a good sign. <laughs> well, come on, that's relevant. That was Aaron Judge's tooth. It's chipped. Um, do you have anything to say about Brad Hand or Blake Trinan or Alex Colome or Aroldis Chapman? I think Trinan will get another chance here. Even before the game, uh there was a report that the athletics were thinking about making a change at closer. He got four outs. Uh the home run I think was the only hit he allowed. So, Trinan should definitely be among the ads in leagues where saves are scarce. Question and I from, hope Han doesn't get traded. You know, I hope he doesn't. That'd be nice. Question from Nick. Should I drop Shane Green for Blake Trinan? Yes. Yeah. Yeah? You're that confident that Green's going to get traded? I'm... Wait. Shane Green? You mean... Oh wait! Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I read he did say Shane Green. I just was thinking Justin Wilson. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, but Shane Green is still a player that you could pick up in anticipation of a Justin Wilson trade. Definitely a player that you could pick up. And you should (laughs) pick up. He's available. You should pick up an Indochino suit. It's Kokomo Friday. It's also an Indochino Friday. It's your chance to get the best suit you'll ever buy for fifty percent off. By the way. Talking about Indochino, you should have seen how many compliments I got. When I wore my suit at my rehearsal dinner, I'm going to wear it to a wedding next weekend, and I'll probably steal the groom's thunder. Sorry, man. Um, I actually plan <laughs> on buying another Indochino suit because this one is really the only suit I want to wear now. It's just so much better than my other suits. Puts them to shame. If you want 50% off, use the offer code FBT, FBT at checkout on Indochino.com. That's FBT. If you've never worn a suit like this, it just fits you perfectly. You, you look better than you ever thought you could. In a suit, tailor-made suits at an incredible price, 379 bucks, 50% off. Choose from hundreds of top-quality fabrics, personalize every detail. Go to a showroom or go online to Indochino.com, I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com. Any suit for 379 when you enter FBT at checkout, that's 50% off. Shipping's free. Indochino.com, the promo code is FBT for any premium suit for just 379 and free shipping. Alright, we're gonna talk about some call-ups. First of all, Luke Weaver and Lewis Brinson performed yesterday. Ronaldo Lopez could be up very soon for the White Sox. Jordan Luplo is being called up tonight, a Pirates outfielder. 
and the Mets called up Chris Flexen. And the Padres were flexing their muscles against him yesterday. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> um, we also have another Devers team name. But first, fellas, get up the uh, standings or anything that lists all the teams in baseball so we can play the feud. Get up the standings. Yeah, it was. That's pull them up on your very machine. Very eloquent. <laughs> Are you ready for the feud? Yes. Woo! The top Let's play. five answers are on the board. Tell me the five best hitters in Roto Leagues this year. Heath, you have to hit the table. You can't just raise your hand. Heath. I hit the table. Oh, go ahead. He was thinking. He was, he was pulling back. Oh. The top five hitters in Roto Leagues this year. Yeah. I will go with Jose Altuve. Uh, that's the number three answer. Scott, you can steal, or you can get number two or one here. <sighs> okay. No, no sighing. Let's go. I will go. I will go with Charlie Blackman. Charlie Blackman's number two. Pass or play, Scott? Top five hitters. Only three left. I will play. You better play. This is easy. All right, we got Blackman number two and Altuve number three. Give me the top five hitters in Roto, Scott. Uh, why do I feel so nervous if it's easy? Uh, Paul Goldschmidt. Paul Goldschmidt's number three. Two more. Wait, wait. wait. Four. Number four. Number okay. four. Sorry. Um, let's go with Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge is number five. All we need is the number oh. one player in fantasy. You have Man, three it was strikes easy. left. I was expecting there to be one surprise in there. Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper is yeah, number one. Yeah, clean sweep. Dude, Bryce Harper has like an 1100 OPS. He's having such a sick season. 338, 27 homers, only two steals, but my goodness. Well, he's been on a sick 19-game hitting streak. Yeah. So there was like, you know, a month ago we were like, what's wrong with Bryce Harper? You remember that? There was a little bit of that. Really? I don't, I don't think I – I really hope I didn't say that. I'll tell you that. <laughs> All right, Scott, congratulations. Um, Thank you. Who's the least likely to end up in the top five out of those out of those five? Uh, Harper, Judge, Judge for sure. Yeah, yeah. Judge. I looked again today. Top thirty hitters in strikeouts. I think three of them have a three hundred batting average. Judges top thirty top thirty strikeout leaders. Judge is one of them. Marcelo Zuna is one of them. Corey Dickerson is the other. Well, Which, I looked over the last five years, and the highest average for somebody that struck out 30% of the time was 275. Wow. He's hitting 308. So, now, nobody makes contact, at least as far as we know, nobody ever has makes contact, the kind of contact Aaron Judge does. So Aaron Judge did. No. Past tense now. Home run right. derby killed but him. This is what, 19 days from now, let's see what Aaron Judge is doing. All right. uh, but but look, I I don't think he's going to be a top five hitter the rest of the year, but I do think he's a very good one. I I I predict I'll be taking him late in the second round next year. All right, the top five answers are on the board, Heath. You got to get on the board here. Pressure's on. I mean, I did pretty well last time, so that just overwhelmed me. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. If you want to frame it that way, top five steals leaders. Go, Heath. Billy Hamilton. Billy Hamilton is number one. Pass right. or play? Oh, I'll play. All right. Hit me with the Let's do it. five five leaders in steals. I don't think I can, but Trey Turner. Correct. Number three. D. Gordon. Number two. Uh, you got the layups. Now you gotta hit the, you got the layups. Now you gotta hit the free throws. Yes. Uh that was uh I'm pretty happy that I just got the first three. That makes it a little more difficult on Scott. Let's go with uh, Jose Peraza. No. Eh. Gene Segura. Eh. Hmm. Two strikes. The White family has a chance to steal. We're over here whispering. Yeah, I think he probably knows who it is too. So there's a lot of pressure. You have five on seconds at this moment. <laughs> I will say Jonathan Vr. It's not a bad guess. He is like eighth, but Okay. All right, Scott. How you doing today? Scott, what do you do for a living? Uh, I write about fantasy baseball, Adam. Oh, well, this is right up your alley. We're looking for the top five leaders in steals. We have Billy Hamilton, D. Gordon, and Trey Turner off the board. Tell me who's four or five. 
I have a lot of guesses, but only two of them are right. Well, I am going to go with Cameron Mabin. Oh, he got it. Number yeah. four, Cameron wow. Mabin. Woo! 25 steals, number four. It's a, you know, pretty elite group of Hamilton with 43, Gordon with 37, Trey Turner probably will be leading baseball in steals. He has 35. Right. And then Cameron Mabin is 25, and former Royal Gerard Dyson. That was that was my second guess. Has 22. Jose Altuve has 21, by the way. Um, steals are scarce, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. So that how many players have 20 or more? One, two, I think three, it's four, what, five, three six. players with 30 or more, and like eight with 20 or more. Eight. Yep. Ugh. And you know that, a that's lot why of them, I'm saying don't drop Cameron Mabin in a roto league. Right. 40% owned. 40% owned. And I think you look at like the top three in steals. Billy Hamilton does nothing but steal bases. Uh, Trey Turner is on the DL. Kind of makes you feel like maybe D. Gordon is pretty darn valuable because he at least hits 293. Right. 63 runs. That's a pretty good number and 37 steals. He is pretty darn valuable. He's more valuable than I expected him to be coming into the year, partly because a lot of second basemen, Brian Dozier, Rugnet Odor, Matt Carpenter, have all let us down. All right. Uh, the third round is worth triple the points. So, Heath, you still Perfect. have a chance to win here. <laughs> Perfect. I don't like that. This is a pretty tough one. So Good. I don't Good. expect the board to be full, to be filled here. But over the last 28 days, last nice. 28 days, the top eight answers are on the board. Wow. Whoa. Most home runs in baseball last 28 days. Most home runs in baseball. Who's that, Scott or Heath? That's Heath. Heath. I like letting him buzz in. John Carlos Stanton. Is the number one answer pass or play? I'll pass. Oh. Nobody passes in Family Feud or Fantasy uh, Feud. I think passing was the right call in this case. Well, the harder it is, the you should pass. I don't you know. Because you, gotta you have a long time to think about just one answer. That's true. All right, Scott. Um, last 28 days, top eight home run leaders. Stanton's off the board. Uh, Bryce Harper. Is correct. He's number four. He's only number four. Um, and now it gets hard. Uh, let's go with Jose Abreu. Uh, Bryce Harper's okay. actually tied for second. I apologize with two others. Oh, okay. Freeway tie. Um, all right. My next, for my next trick, I will guess. Um, I will guess five seconds. Uh, Aaron Judge. Now oh, you know that unless you count the home run derby, that is an ant. Yeah, but I had to come up with a guess. All right, two. Um, uh, my next one. I'll give you three minutes here. Three minutes. Three minutes. Just what? Kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. How about um, Jonathan Scope? A very nice guess, a very incorrect guess. All right. Heath, for the win. You have done absolutely nothing to deserve a win in Fantasy Feud today. But all you have to do is name one of six here. I've done one thing right this entire damn Fantasy Baseball season, (laughs) and it's going to carry me to victory in this contest as well. Travis Shaw. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Travis Shaw has seven home runs. He just missed the cut. Eight players have eight or more. So here, I am going to check your math. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now, but here we go. Giancarlo Stanton checking. has 12. Uh, Mike Moustakas, Paul DeYoung, and Bryce Harper have nine. Rugnet Odor, Nolan Arenado, Charlie Blackman, and Mike Napoli have eight. Wow, Rugi. Yeah. And after I threw him some shade. Yeah, I'm not. Uh... Napoli, back from the dead. Mm-hmm. Napoli batting 268 with eight home runs and 15 RBIs in his last 28 days. And he lived Napoli ever after. Oh, ooh. Has anybody ever done that? I do it in my head all the time. I like that, Napoli ever after. Oh, my goodness. Breaking news from Dan Shaughnessy on Twitter via Chris Towers on Instant Message. Hearing now that David Price's elbow barking again, would Sox DL him before tonight's start? Plot thickens. Heath, sorry, man, about your head-to-head leagues. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, the nice thing is that I'm already out of all of those anyway. So, who cares? 
Who yeah. cares? You know what, what I care about? What's that? How many home runs Travis Shaw has hit in the last 28 days? That's the only thing I'm looking at. It's seven. Until You're I still it looking out. at that. It's seven. You, you know the Boston media is at war with David Price. It's true. That's true. Darn Eckersley. All right, so congratulations, Scott, on the clean sweep. Um, I'm still playing under protest. That's fine. It's fine. And you, <laughs> I was going to give Heath the sportsmanship award, but you just threw that away. So let's get back to uh, what fantasy owners need to know. Let's talk about some call-ups here. Luke Weaver, somebody suggested, I believe you can get me through the ninth. That's much better than whatever we came up with yesterday. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so Luke Weaver, you know, he was doing fine until he gave up a grand slam in the fourth inning. Yep. I, I would say maybe the start was more encouraging than the final line. Five innings, five hits, four runs, two walks, five strikeouts, 29% owned. What do you think, Luke Weaver? Yeah, I think if you hadn't already picked up Luke Weaver, you don't have to pick him up still. <laughs> uh, but if you did pick him up, you shouldn't necessarily drop him. Okay. Lewis Brinson, 34% owned, homered for the second straight game. Getting a lot of, should I drop Ian Desmond for Lewis Brinson? Hmm. I said yes. I can see a situation where you would do that. I think it'd have to be a shallower league. Yes. And those situations that that I'm specifically remembering, it seemed like everybody had enough outfielders that they didn't need Ian Desmond. Yeah. So I I was kind of like, yeah, go for it. I mean, in points leagues... I feel, standard points leagues, I feel like Desmond was close to droppable even when he was healthy. But he still has that, that speed element that's, as we just demonstrated, so hard to find in, in categories leagues that. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I'd like to own Brinson. Absolutely. I just don't know that Desmond's the one I can drop for him. I really hope Brinson does well because I, I tend to lose faith in players when they do so badly in a, in a major league cameo. And not permanent faith, but like same season faith. So Everybody I, I did with Aaron Judge, right? Yes, absolutely. So I, I hope he can. Sh- I hope he can be an example of of being awful and then being really good. Just then, same with Moncada, who was terrible last year. All right, give me your excitement on the Addo meter, zero to ten. Ten being a must add, zero no way. Ronaldo Lopez for the White Sox could be coming up very soon. Seven. Uh, he's in my top five prospects to stash. I don't think he's must add across the board, though. Uh, I think seven, like Heath said, sounds pretty good. I'd rather own Weaver. Rather own Weaver. Yeah. Jordan Luplo for the Pirates coming up tonight, outfielder. Three. I'll give it a three. Yeah, it seems. Boom. Like, <laughs> it seems like he's going to play, right? Yep. And the numbers were, uh, just to give you the numbers, uh, between Double A AA and Triple A this year, two ninety six with twenty one homers, nine twenty OPS, uh, pretty good plate discipline. Not a highly highly regarded prospect at all. Even with the midseason updates, he hasn't gotten much love. I think MLB.com has him 20th on the Pirates list of prospects. So, uh, but at the same time, we could have said the same about Mitch Haniger at this time a year ago when he was tearing up AAA. So sometimes, sometimes it's hard to break into those prospect lists when you're so far out of them to begin with. Jordan Luplo. Could be Luplow, but we're going Luplo. And the Mets called up Chris Flexen. We don't want him, right? He was really good in the minors, too. 176 ERA, .82 whip, 9.2 strikeouts per nine innings, and with a lot of added velocity this year, uh, a better breaking ball. He he actually did enter Baseball America's top ten for the Mets midseason update. And, uh, you know, I'd rather own Weaver, I'd rather own Lopez, but Flexen, I think we could see better from him than we saw Thursday. He's not just an organizational depth type. But he skipped Triple uh, A, right? Went right from Double A. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, sorry, I sold him short a little bit. Then maybe Chris Flexen. You know, deep leagues. Flexing his muscles. Oh, what? God, I wish he were a. I wish he were a football player because he'd just be so perfect for fantasy. Flex. Uh, unconfirmed email of the day is from Jim. I used to be the public address announcer for the Salem Red Sox in single A. You guys have the name correct. It is Devers. All right. I can't confirm that Jim actually had that job, but sounds good to me. <laughs> and a team name there. from Brad, Future Endeavors. Very good. Sure. Uh, let's yeah. talk about trades. Who's going to get traded? Who we need to pick up? 
But first, let's talk about Buffalo Wild Wings because whoever invented summer was obviously a sports fan. They didn't even try to hide it. They gave it playoff hockey, playoff basketball, and the opening of both soccer and baseball. It's a clear display of favoritism. The other seasons didn't stand a chance. With three months of clutch playoff drama and the awakening of new seasons, it's clearly the work of a sports fan. They may as well have called it sports season. And in fact, the Buffalo Wild Wings, they do call it sports season. Don't ever call it summer. That's not what it is. It's sports season. They're just waiting on the legal change. Buffalo Wild Wings, wings, beer, sports. I just went to Buffalo Wild Wings uh, two nights ago and had the dry buffalo rub, rub, as always, and had some followers inform me that you can also get them to put that same dry rub on the fries, and it's delicious. Whoa. That so good. it was outstanding. That's we watched the Royals game. There, anytime the Royals game was on commercial, though, there's 73 other sports on TV. Oh, always with the Royals with this guy, right? <laughs> I back never, in the race, Heath. I never talk about the Yankees. I mean, Adam, whoever I'm talking to. Listen, oh, we're definitely getting a Royals Yankees wild card game. That's I, gonna it's going game. to be bad for us. That is just <laughs> going to be bad for us. Oh man, I'm not looking forward. I don't know, to that. man. The Rays keep making moves. Um, that, yeah, no, last <laughs> night was also a really bad loss for the Rays. Really bad. And yep. if, if Price goes on the DL, I, I'm not going to eliminate the Yankees from winning the East. It could Dude. be a very good race. They're, they're a game out. Maybe a half game. Yeah, I think the Royals are a game and a half out of the Central. Of the Central, yeah. Except maybe we'll just meet in the ALCS instead of the wildcard. Oh, that would be even worse for our friendship. Okay. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, trades. So listen, uh, the show's gone kind of long. We haven't talked really about anything yesterday, except for the double dongers. <laughs> it's been a fun show, though. Um, so let's do this quickly here. Tell me, like, who's going to get traded and have a major value change? Okay, so I actually wrote a column about this yesterday, the 15 players whose value could change the most at the trade deadline. And let's start with the closer subset. There's five of them. Zach Britton, Brad Hand, A.J. Ramos, Addison Reed, Justin Wilson. If they're traded anywhere but Washington, uh, they're probably setting up. Well, I don't know. Maybe Britton could overtake like a Fernando Rodney or whatever. Not that the Diamondbacks are rumored to be in pursuit of him, but most likely these five will lose value if they're traded, uh, which obviously creates an opportunity for the relievers they're leaving behind. Um, but mm-hmm. you know Brad. the most promising of those is probably Shane Green, who we mentioned earlier. I would say Kyle Bearclaw, but he's been put on the DL with a shoulder impingement. Oh, Brad, oh, Brock. Well, Brad Brock, Brad, Brad Brock. Brock, obviously. I don't, how do you trade for Zach Britton and not make him the closer? Well, if you're the Dodgers, well, if you're the Dodgers, then, yeah. One of the rumors has been the Astros. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. I. But they don't have a they don't have a big lefty, right? They have a deep bullpen, but they don't they don't really have a lefty, right? I don't think. Uh, I don't know. I think they'd probably use him like the Indians did Andrew Miller. First of all, I don't even think Zach Britton's healthy, so these right, teams, right. Once they get the medicals, they're going to be like not going to happen. But in any case, that would mean you'd still want Brad Brock. Uh, so do you want some non closers? Yeah, well, I mean, I'll just tell you the, the recent rumors. Obviously, you know them, but um, the recent rumors, Sonny Gray, Hugh Darvish, Justin Verlander, one of those three could end up on the Dodgers, maybe the Yankees. One, one Those three could easily be traded, Verlander, Gray, and Darvish. And we already talked about probably not going to change their value all that much unless they go to Colorado I, or something. Yeah, I don't, well, I'm, I'm rooting for Verlander to get traded. I did put him on this list. You think his value would go up? I, I think it's... I think skill-wise, he's fine. I mean, he's still throwing 98 miles per hour. I think there's something wrong mechanically, and it wouldn't hurt to get a new set of eyes on it. Oh, he already made the mechanical adjustment recently. Well, hopefully. I mean, what, his last couple starts have been pretty good? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think he gave up three runs in seven innings last time out, and the one before that was even better. Um, yeah. I mean, it's not long enough for me to be fully on board. It's not like we saw in the second half last year, but... Sure. He, All right, sorry. He does, he's already trending upward. Real, uh, so who else is in your column? Uh, two catchers, Alex Avila and Jonathan Lucroy. Uh, but it would probably be a case of both of them losing value. Unless Lucroy 
went to a team like the Rockies, a team that would guarantee him every day at bats, but the Cubs are supposed to have interest. Obviously, he'd be a backup there. That would be bad. Alex Avila, same thing. The Cubs have been mostly linked to him. Wilson Contreras is not losing his job. I think Sonny Gray's value improves no matter where he goes, just because by virtue of going non-contender to contender. Even if he wound up with the Braves, I think they give him a better chance to win than the Athletics do. And he won't be pitching in front of the worst defense in baseball. It, are the Athletics the worst team defense in baseball Again. this year? Hmm. Um, oh, this is an interesting one. Lance McCullers. I think I kind of got into this a little yesterday. The Astros have a huge lead. They're obviously going to the playoffs. Lance McCullers is one of their best pitchers. He threw 90 innings last year. They're going to have to pull back at some point. Yep. And they're rumored to be in on Sonny Gray, even though with Dallas Keuchel coming back, they're already going to have to make the tough decision of bumping somebody to the bullpen, maybe Peacock, maybe McCullers himself. You know, if they acquire a starter on top of it, that's somebody else moving. I, it'd be hard to justify keeping McCullers in the rotation. Okay. All right. That's something to keep in mind. And we'll see what happens. A- anything else? Anything else? Dan Straley just entered the, the yeah. trade trade discussions because he's going to be affordable for the next few years. Marlins Park is perfectly suited for his skill set. He did break out at Cincinnati, which is an obvious hitter's park last year, so maybe it won't end up being that big of a deal. But uh, a pitcher whose game is generating a low BABIP because he allows so many fly balls. I would not like the idea of him leaving a notable pitcher's park for, for you know, a hitter's park or a neutral park. Yep, yeah, he's and he's been a lot better at home, right? So that's Dan Straley. All right, if you want more, check out the column on CBSSports.com. And there you go. Also, you can check out the prospects to stash on CBSSports.com. Ronaldo Lopez is one of them. Ahmed Rosario, I'm sure, is one of them. Who are the other three, Scott? Just can you give us the names? So I'm going to keep Reese Hoskins on there at least this last week to see if Tommy Joseph gets traded at the deadline. We've held on to him all this time. Let's go ahead and see it through. Uh, I uh, I like Brent Honeywell, uh, even though it sounds like maybe he could get called up as a reliever down the line. He's not taking this first turn with Jake Odorizzi out, but there's enough buzz there and enough upside that I'd be interested in stashing him. And then the final name is Ozzie Albies of the Braves, especially now that Swanson's been sit down. Brandon Phillips could still get traded. Ozzie Albies has been pretty good of late. He must not have come from the Diamondbacks organization. Why? Because that trade was just terrible. The Swanson, oh. Blair, oh. oh my gosh, disaster. Oh, uh, let's let's not give up on Swanson. I won't. I He's won't. 22. Can I give up on Blair, though? Yes. Yeah. So, it's July 28th and dot, dot, dot. That's our next segment. Some things that really stand out. It's July 28th and Brett Gardner is the number 11 outfielder in points leagues, number 18 in Roto. He'll be 34 years old next month, and he just set a career high in home runs. Very surprised that he has been able to keep this up. Brett Gardner, 11th in points, 18th in Roto at outfield. How about that? Do any of us have him in our top 36 outfielders? No. I don't know if any of us have him. Do we have him in our top 50 outfielders? Oh, you better. really close. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's there's a lot of shifting within that group. I have him 43rd. Oh, you're way too low on Brett Gardner, Heath. Okay. I I believe it. I had someone point out to me that I was way too low on Ender and Ciarte. I don't know that I've chosen to move Brett Gardner in my rankings this year. (laughs) I think he's moved up and down depending on who moved up and down. I don't buy this really a lot. I don't. I don't know. Well, he is more more fly balls this year, like a lot more fly balls and – Home run to fly ball ratios up. So one of those guys. Right. But I, Brett Gardner, when, when you talk about the fly ball revolution. I'm, I'm sorry. I think I'm wrong about that. I think I'm wrong. <laughs> I think I'm looking ahead to Francisco Lindor. Okay. Um, that's the guy who has a lot more fly balls. I'm looking at Brett Gardner and he has a fly ball increase, significant one over last year. Oh, okay. And over his career average. 
But when I look at the fly ball revolution, I don't think Brett Gardner's the guy that needs to start hitting a lot more home runs or fly balls. Well, I guess I shouldn't even brought that up. The bottom line is Gardner has the 18th most played appearances in baseball. He plays for yep. a good offense, and he's on pace to score 112 and a half runs. He wanted to score 100 runs. He has 13 steals. It's not nothing. Um, but he's been the kind of guy that wears down. Right. So you think yeah, Brett I, Gardner's a sell high? Uh, I don't think, I don't think when I say that I haven't moved him up and Scott's got him 43rd and he ranks top 20, I don't get the impression. I mean, how many emails have we gotten about Brett Gardner this year? Yeah, none. It's, I, I've, yeah. I can't remember a tw- single tweet that I've received about Brett Gardner. Right. I don't think most people know that Brett Gardner ranks there. In fantasy, I don't think anyone values him that high. I can't imagine how you could sell high. Then maybe he's a buy low or a buy high because, uh, you know, it, just leading off for the Yankees will make him, even when he was slumping, he, he wasn't that bad in fantasy. I remember looking that up. It's mm-hmm. like a little bit of a, of a built in floor when you lead off for a good lineup. <laughs> I I dropped him in a during the cold stretch. I dropped him in a three outfielder points league. I think for somebody like Domingo Santana, so somebody I'd like, and I, I still value Santana more. Yep. Uh, well, actually, I rank I rank Gardner about ahead of <laughs> no one has any Domingo idea <laughs> where they rank Brett Gardner. <laughs> you could tell me that I have him seventy fifth, and you could tell me that I have him thirty eighth, and I would believe you. Gardner or Bautista, rest of season. Um, Gardner who? Bautista. I did recently drop Bautista behind Gardner. So Gardner. Heath? Say Gardner. Feels good. Bautista! Uh, <laughs> Alright, it's July 28th and Francisco Lindor has five steals. How hmm. about that? There we go. Cause he's... Not much help there. But it, I mean, you can't steal when you were already back home again. It's true. He's hit as many home runs and one fewer double than he hit last year in 60 fewer games. Uh, I, You know, it's kind of interesting. Number three in points, probably because of all the doubles for Lindor, and good walk-to-strike-out ratio. Number eight, shortstop in Roto. A little disappointing, I'd say, for categories leagues. The batting average is kind of low, 267, and five steals. Interesting year for Lindor. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he has shown us that um he's still very valuable when he's not as good as we expect him to be. Yeah. So he's a high floor player. And I don't really buy the two sixty seven average. I know he's hit a lot more fly balls. Um but he's also hit a lot less ground balls. His line drives have remained pretty steady. His BABIP's fallen to 280. I think he's probably more, even with the the fly balls and the extra home runs, should be more of a 285, 290 hitter when he's only striking out 13% of the time. Okay, that's Francisco Lindor. You know, it's July 28th, and Travis Shaw is the number four third baseman in points, number two in Roto. Is Travis Shaw a star? He is the, uh, he's the star, the sun. Really, more <laughs> than a star. He wasn't an all-star. Everything, what do you mean by a star? Like, everything revolves around him. Not many people know who Travis Shaw is, so no, he's not a star. He's, he's batting two ninety nine with 24 home runs, so he's having a star year, plus eight steals and yeah. eight attempts. Is he that? Is he this good? I don't think he's going to finish number four and number two at third base in those respective no, he, formats. He might finish number one. <laughs> he's going to be top ten for sure. Um, yeah, I don't think he's quite this good, but he's really good. All right, you know, it's July 28th, and JT Realmuto and Yadier Molina are top six catchers in both formats. How gross is that? Realmuto Real and Muto Molina. is the new generation of Molina. Yep. Right. Yeah. Always there. You never, you don't think he's very good. But he's always great. I think I have Real Moto ranked sixth, and I know I have Molina in my top ten in points. I think I said that backwards. You don't think he's great, but he's always good. It's it's really important to play. That's being catch, on the It field. is such a bad yes. position. Oh, my gosh. Overpay for a catcher. Overpay for Sanchez. Overpay for Posey. Overpay. You, uh, you have such a leg up on your competition. 
don't overpay like huge, but be willing. Oh, you could have overpaid for Lucroy, and how did that go? Okay, well, well, I'm done with that. But just those two, and maybe even Wilson Contreras. I don't know, but yeah, I think he's getting there. You're gonna have a leg up on your competition. Let's see after they get Lucroy how much it cuts into Contreras' playing time. Posey and Sanchez are kind of like Gronkowski to me right now. Standing out so much over the rest of their position. But doesn't Gronkowski with his injury history, like a lot of times it ends up being a bad pick? Yeah, I'll forget. Uh, okay. It's, it's a better pick in theory. But they than stay healthy. I just, I didn't, I wasn't really considering well, the injury. Catch, thing. It's hard for catchers to stay healthy. That's, that's kind of why we're in the place we are. There's a lot of attrition there. Wear down. I and I just meant that they <laughs> are so much better than than the rest of their field. Well, I was extending the analogy. Well, how about that? Good for you. <laughs> I didn't pick up on that. I mean, I kind of did. Um. All right. Well, you know what? Let's see what else from yesterday. Yes or no answers. Do you want to pick up Manuel Margot? No. No. Do you want to drop Wilson Ramos? No. I wouldn't mind it. Six for Sorry. his last 36. Yes. He's struggling. Um, I have to say yes or no. Are you worried about Marcus Stroman? No. No. Okay. And do you think it's smooth sailing for John Lester rest of season? Yes. Yes. Is Brian Goodwin extremely underowned at 6%? Yes. Yeah. Does Chris O'Grady ever eat at Beef O'Brady's? No. Probably not, right? And does Chris no. O'Brady need to be owned in more than 2% of leagues? Uh, Chris O'Grady? Yeah, Matt Marlins pitcher. Yeah. I mean, I, you're forcing us to say just yes or no. Goodwin's extremely under-owned because it's only 6%. O'Grady needs to be more owned because it's only 2%. Neither of them need to be 50%. Yes, there we go. Well said. Thank you, Scott. Let's look at two start pitchers for next week. And I didn't really see a lot of good ones yesterday when we were looking. Uh, are you going to start Felix Hernandez at Texas and at Kansas City? Yes. Are you yep. going to start Aaron Nola at the Angels and at the Rockies? Aaron Nola, Angels and Rockies on the road. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, I am. Yeah. Ro- just hope the Rockies uh, start doesn't erase the Angels start. Are you going to start Alex Cobb at Houston and home against Milwaukee? Nope. Really? Um. Uh, I mean, obviously the matchups aren't in his favor there, and I don't really buy what he's doing. It. I would in points leagues, though. I think I think I'd have to. All right, that's Alex Cobb. A lot of times it's quantity Alex over Cobb is now going there. to become the barometer for the rest of this edition. And it will be <laughs> over or under Alex Cobb. <laughs> Jose, uh, no, forget Jose Barrios. Charlie Morton, Tampa Bay and Toronto at home. Over Alex Cobb. Yes. Jeff Samarja at Oakland, home against Arizona. Over Alex Cobb. Sure. If you want 10 innings of two or three run ball, would you start Kenta Maeda at Atlanta and at the Mets? Over Alex Cobb. I would start him. If you start Steven Matz at Colorado and home against the Dodgers, you should be kicked out of your fantasy league. True or Under false? Alex Cobb. Yeah, don't start Steven Matz. CC Sabathia is 73% owned. Detroit and at Cleveland. Under Alex Cobb. Maybe in a points league, but yeah, not excited. Patrick Corbin at the Cubs and at the Giants. Yes. Over Alex Cobb. Mike Fultonevich at Philadelphia and home against Miami. Overall, Cobb. Corbin is 67% owned. Of all the names I've read, he's the most available until this guy. And I, this is one I talked about yesterday. Maybe the most uh, appealing. Ian Kennedy at Baltimore and home against Seattle. Overall, Cobb. Not over Alex Cobb, but I probably would start him in a points league. All right, Ian Kennedy is someone you could look at. I don't see how you I'd could say start. the same for Fulty, too, to go back. I wasn't on okay. board with Heath's over Alex Cobb there. Fulty's got the Phillies. Yeah, he's also Mike Fultonevich, who I don't have a lot of trust in. You don't have a lot of trust in Alex Cobb. Mike Fultonevich. I have a little more in him than Fulty. I understand why you've pushed back on Fultonevich this year, and people have tried to push you the other direction, and I get it. But both of them are having unsustainable success, and Fulty's peripherals are better than Cobb's. But 
Cobb's been even better than Fulty has. Right. But Fulty's is more believable. I don't think either's is especially believable. Fellas, uh, just a few more. Actually, just want to know if there's anybody else you want to pick up. Trevor Bauer, Marco Estrada, Jose Urena, Antonio Sensatella, Anibal yep, Sanchez, Blackburn, uh, Paul Blackburn, Giants, you know. Blackburn, fly. Yeah, are we gonna, yep. are we gonna fly him? Giants Under and Angels. Cub. All right, all right. Uh, Nalasco, okay. Pavetta, Pavetta's at the Rockies, one of his starts. Shields, Andrew Moore, Homer Bailey, Ubaldo, Pelfrey, Aaron Blair. Bad week, bad week. It's a bad week, yeah. And it's going to be even worse than it looks because today Sonny Gray hasn't been traded, you Darvish hasn't been traded. Uh you know, rotations are malleable exactly as they appear to be. But some of these pitchers we named won't get two starts because of moves that happen, I predict. Okay. So, we have time for today's matchups and some emails to finish up on Kokomo Friday. I'm not going to go through every game. I'll just go through some questionable starts. Would you start Tanner Roark at home against the Rockies? He's been good lately, better lately. Yeah, I would. Yep. Roark, start him. Tanaka against the Rays. Yep. Yes. Parker Bridwell and Jay Happ. I'll take Happ. Nope. Dallas Keuchel? Yeah. Right. Yep. Don't start Jordan Zimmerman against the Astros. No. Jason Vargas at the Red Sox. Nope. I would be fine doing that. Wow, really? Mm-hmm. All right, we'll see if Devers plays today against the lefty. Uh, Let's see, what else? Uh, no, no. Andrew Kashner against the Orioles? No. Nope. Got to start Salazar. Let's, oh, big starts. Let's see what Salazar can do tonight. Brent Suter against the Cubs? Nope. Yeah. No, probably not. This is a huge, huge series for the Brewers. Trying to get back on track, hosting the Cubs for three. Uh, Michael Waka against the Diamondbacks. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Jaime Garcia. Take him to nothing. Jaime Garcia for the Twins at Oakland. Yes. Yeah, the matchup's good enough. I'll give it a, I'll give it a run. Rafael Montero or Ariel Miranda, Mets at Mariners? Nope. Uh, no, no. Let's read emails at fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. This is from Nick. Hey guys, big fan, but dried fruit is the worst. No. <laughs> Wrong. I don't know. Good work, Nick. I love I, like dried the sugar fruit. becomes more concentrated when the fruit is dried. Like it's almost like candy. It's so good. Yeah, it's candy. Uh, my question is, what do I do with Noah Syndergaard? Is he going to pitch th- for the Mets this season? Uh, he was not included in the most recent trade chart. Really? No. I think he's going to pitch again. He will pitch again. I think he will pitch again in his life. And I think he may even throw pitches again this year. I don't believe he's going to pitch again in the major leagues baseball. Huh. <laughs> okay. Very, two months very... to go. That's... There are still two months to go. But no, nothing to play for. No, nothing to right. bring him back but, for. Like, just the comfort level going into the offseason of knowing, okay, Cindergard's okay, we can count on him next year. I, I think that means a lot. We did establish um, about a month ago that it's generally, we're expecting about 60 days from the time he starts throwing to the time he would reach the majors, and that could be off by a week or two, one direction or the other. He started throwing again, I believe, on July 17th. So that would mean September 17th would be, I just, I have a hard time seeing you bring him back the last week or two of the season to make a start. And I don't know if you're going to trust them in your fantasy lineup, and I don't even know if you're going to get there. Like, if you need a roster spot, I suppose you can I mean, it does, it's a, it changes if you don't have a DL, DL spots in your league. It's hard to invest a bench spot yeah. in him, but he's still, among DL players, he's still one of the ten I'd be most likely to stash. Sam wants to know how Travis Shaw should be viewed in Dynasty Leagues. No, um, no, no, not Shaw. Scope. Jonathan Scope. I was going to say, Travis Shaw, you just view like George Brett, basically. Right. I feel um, like Jonathan Scope's where we thought Rubnet Odor was last year. Yep. Which is a lesson in both directions. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, means, it means he's a pretty exciting stash in a keeper league, but it also means... 
with that profile, you should expect some variability. Well, he's like six years older than Odor, right? Oh, not six years. He's not that old. Let's, let's, let's do some guessing, Adam. How old do you think Jonathan Scope is? 27. I think he's 28. He is 25. Wow. Whoa. Much younger. Scope than that out. Alright, from, uh, from No Name. Hey, Rick, Dallas, and Corey. I don't know. Would you drop Ian Desmond to pick up Paul DeYoung in a 10-team head-to-head categories league? I have Trout, J.D. Martinez, Marte, and Conforto. So would you drop Ian Desmond to pick up Paul DeYoung? If I needed an emergency shortstop, I might. I don't buy into what DeYoung is doing. Things are it's, – it's not going to end like this at all. Yeah, that's what I was saying yesterday. I mean, he's going to hit for power, but not this much power, and that's all he has, so – that's what I was saying about DeYoung yesterday. Where were you yesterday, Heath? Yeah, where back were you? Up. Um, I was getting my hair cut. Oh, looks great, Heath. Thank you. I, I worked hard on it. We had a show, a fantasy football show, sponsored by Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah, right. That was very, Wings very good, sports. by the way. Our friends. Yeah. Have a great weekend, everybody. When we come back, we'll talk to you about all the trades that went down over the weekend. Speak to you on Monday. See ya. See ya.